Welcome into another edition of Sportball with Squam, Stogie, and Stall Dog. Stall Dog? <laughs> That's not my name. I'm so That's flustered because. No, that's not money. <laughs> I'm so flustered because Kyle's sitting next to me and I'm getting all hot and bothered. It's the only way to do it. <laughs> well, I'm Sam and uh, Kyle's actually in the room with me. A floating head, you might say, in the distance. Who might say that? Kyle. That's Seth speaking now <laughs> from a, an actual distance. Greetings, hello. I hood up to look cool for our one video viewer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have one coworker who asked me to put them on YouTube, but he hasn't viewed any of them since I started doing that. So, <laughs> didn't we have one like random YouTube commenter, or was that on SoundCloud? Yeah, no, he gave YouTube. he gave some constructive criticism, which we appreciate, and never came back. And we send that love right back to you, brother. <laughs> of course, we didn't follow his criticism. Let me get his name. How is uh, how you, how's everyone doing today? Are we well? Well, I can't speak for everyone, but I'm doing very well. That's good. I'm coming off a tragic loss in uh, spades. Yeah, we just got... I'll be honest, Bill and Ann, they handed it to us. That's Annie. She prefers Annie. And it was was all my fault. What'd you do? I'll take the blame. There was a certain... For those of our listeners who don't maybe know the intricacies of spades, you can turn on the podcast for a few minutes. (laughs) Uh, Kyle called zero, and I had like four or five spades. And I was trying to protect him, and we had run through most of the diamonds, and he clearly didn't need to be protected anymore, um, and I was out of diamonds. So when they threw a diamond, I threw another spade. Even though he didn't need to be protected, I could have just thrown away a card. And then when the time came, I was out of spades before him. A rookie mistake. Truly a rookie mistake. A D-League mistake. I I can't believe I just went into that much detail about spades on this podcast. This podcast is about spades, isn't it? Break yeah. this to everyone, but uh, Mia Khalifa has a podcast <laughs> called Sports Ball with eighteen thousand subscribers. Oh, well, that's where all our subscribers went. They're least, following the wrong thing. They keep, at they least trying to less find subscribers us. Than us. But... <laughs> Is that uh, the one? Didn't she well, if you search the with... Sport Ball Pod on YouTube, that's when you'll find ours. So, just a shout oh, out to those five pod. listeners out there. Yeah. Does she have a yeah, show with Gilbert Arenas? Is that the one? Wow, all two subscribers. What do you say, Seth? Didn't she have a show with Gilbert Arenas? She did. I saw one, one thing about when Gilbert all, Arenas all. was ranting about how terrible Blake Griffin was like three years ago. That's nice. Mm-hmm. So what is this podcast? What are we doing? This is a Spades podcast. Uh, it's our <laughs> Spades Just like you, every, be every edition. <laughs> we're talking through Spades strategy. <laughs> how to maximize um, your zero no, Actually, hand. what this is... You fools. This is a NBA Finals preview. Palooza, dare I say. We're recording this on uh, Tuesday the 28th. The finals begin Thursday the, what, 30th that must be or something? Uh, Thursday the 30th, yes. We're all very excited. This is the year. This is what we've all been waiting for, guys. Um, but first, let's take a step back and really go over the conference finals and how those went. What do you say about that, gang? Huh? Sounds good. Kyle's are just <laughs> still just scrolling through YouTube videos trying to find our one commenter. <laughs> it was whenever we talked about the Nuggets. Wow, okay. I think it was uh, Big Honey. One of our greatest episodes, you might say, Big Honey. We don't have Seth, Big I'll Honey just talk Honey. to you since Kyle's in, indisposed and decomposed. I'd say one of our 20 greatest episodes for sure. We haven't even had 20 yet. Does he know, you think? See? I think this is number That's seven. Stimpy boy, baby. 
Stimpy Shout out Stimpy Boy. Shout out Stimpy Boy. We don't know where you went, but we want you back, baby. Come on. Our greatest fan. <laughs> All right, so here's what happened in the conference finals. The Warriors swept the Trailblazers despite not having Kevin Durant. <clears throat> the Raptors lost the first two games to the Bucks, but then won the remaining four to take that series. Which one do you guys want to hit first? You know, I, this is a democracy, so I'd like it to open up to you guys, and also because I forgot to make an outline. <laughs> so, uh, what do you, <laughs> what do you guys want to go west or east first? West, west. <laughs> you said that in perfect synchronization. You're welcome. We wouldn't be sport ball if it wasn't. See, in sports ball, you don't get that kind of. <laughs> you really don't. That's what they don't tell you. <laughs> All right, west. So, what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> I'd say this is the best start of any of one of our episodes. I want to talk a little bit about Draymond. Um, Uh, I thought you were just going to say how the Warriors just whipped that ass. No, I wasn't going to say that. All right, we can talk about Draymond. (laughs) So, uh, Draymond finally stopped bitching at the refs. That was nice. Yeah. He He acknowledged it, too. Yeah, he said uh, he decided, I think his wife talked him into it. Girlfriend, wife, fiance. Who's to say? Boyfriend, who knows? Right. Um, and he really showed in this. I, I love when he and Steph play without Kevin Durant because they have that pick and roll combination where often uh, opponents like the Trailblazers will trap Steph, and then you have Draymond four on three, usually um, getting to make decisions with what is what he's best at. Um, and the other thing I noticed about this, about him during these uh, during this series, is that he would just take the ball off the rim even if it was on a make he would just take the ball and go 90 feet down the court and you know get a foul call or go to the rim or find an open shooter and that's something that really no one else can do it kind of goes back to holy shit there's just a big lightning strike outside but me and Kyle are fine thanks for asking listeners um <laughs> oh my god wow my I can hear that the worst here. it is about seven miles away <laughs> that was a big thunder Shout out Thor, um, but think Thor it kind of goes back to <laughs> the endless debate that me and Seth have had over who is more valuable, Draymond Green or Clay Thompson, and I staunchly argued Draymond Green, and then caved like the weak man devoid of principles that I am earlier this year, <laughs> <laughs> and said that Clay was more valuable. In my defense, Draymond didn't have a great regular season, but I think in the playoffs we've shown that. I mean, I think. Obviously, it's very hard to find a Clayton Thompson or a Draymond Green, but nobody else in the league does what Draymond does, where he can uh, facilitate the offense on the short roll better than anyone else in the league. He's one of the top, I would say, five to ten defenders in the league, and certainly when he's at his peak, he can be one of the the few best. And he can uh, run your fast break for you. I mean, there's really... I mean, he's an elite rebounder. He's a great defender on, on bigger players and smaller players. I think it's just really hard to find that kind of utility knife and someone who's just elite at those very important skills um, that may not always show up on the stat sheet, but more help towards building a successful team. So I think that he's a big reason why they swept the Blazers. And I would be a little concerned that he would be able to reach that level in the finals because um, I would say that... (laughs) I know we don't want to hear the game of Marc Gasol, but Toronto's big men, I'll just say, the anonymous big men, <laughs> I think will be better <laughs> I think will be better at corralling that pick and roll with Stephen Draymond than Portland's big, certainly, who have 
Enos the Penis Cantor, who might as well have some mount blocks for for shoes. And uh, I mean, he's just always flaccid in the paint, right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and Zach Collins, who fouls people left and right, like he thinks he gets rewarded for it. So the fact that they don't play Jake Lehman is kind of crazy to me. That would be crazy. I mean, he definitely would have been much more serviceable in that Golden State series than Enos the Penis. Defensively, he's just as bad, though. Maybe. He's got to be at least a... A little friskier. A touch better. Which is my word for bad, as we know. I mean, someone's got to put on for the layman in the crowd, so... <laughs> I mean, you could either have a layman, or you could have Jake Layman. You take your pick. <laughs> what layman's your thoughts terms. on why I'm right about... The man <laughs> what are your thoughts on why... Is a machine. Um, Sorry, I had to let him finish his bit. What are your thoughts on why uh, Draymond's better undeniably and why I'm right? You know, I don't have any thoughts on that, (laughs) but I could speak to how you're wrong. Okay. Yeah. I would say um, the game, as Bill Russell once said, game is about buckets. Did he say that? It was something close to that. (laughs) Um, The game is about buckets. Bill Russell... Seth Quam. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I think you were talking about how Draymond is like the only person in the league who does that. And I would say that's probably true. There are other people who like do a, basically Some the same thing things. as Draymond does and maybe better. Like, I feel like it's not even close. Who? Yeah. Like LeBron can do everything Draymond can do. He's not oh, as good okay. of a defender anymore. Obviously. Well, if we're comparing LeBron to Draymond, I mean, right? Obviously, Draymond's better. So I, There's no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> so, like Clay Thompson, who else in the league can do what Clay can do, which is shoot not quite a shot from three and defend the other team's best player. It's like Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard. That's about it, right? So it's not like Draymond is. A once a unique player and clay is like replacement level you know there's no, very sure. few people yeah. in the league who can do what clay can do um definitely and i think he has shown better playmaking abilities or just blossomed into more playmaking opportunities with kv out um, and i just think definitely draymond you're right has played a lot better in these playoffs so it's trending towards your perspective. Do you hear that? That's as much. He hasn't of conceded a, yet. <laughs> that's a much as much of a concession as I'll give, but uh, I'd still rather have Clay. And I think, you know, even if Draymond's antics have decreased, Clay never has any antics, and never <coughs> does Steve Kerr need to worry about him. He's no, he's like low maintenance to the max. He's no maintenance, and he sits in the locker room and reads a newspaper before games. So I love him <laughs> like my own son. I love Clay too. I have nothing against Clay, you know. Real question is, you take Steph Curry off that team. I don't think either of these two players are as good as they are. Right. I mean, it's... the one that holds more of their true form is Clay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Draymond can't do what he does if Steph Curry isn't his point guard. But luckily, we don't have to worry about that because they're on the same team. I mean, like it's just like 
Draymond wouldn't be who he is without the Warriors, but the Warriors definitely wouldn't be who they are without Draymond. So, you know, you can't have one without the other. It's interesting you brought up Bill Russell, too, because I was thinking of... I just read the section in Bill Simmons' Great Book of Basketball or whatever it's called, Big Book of... Uh, it's just the Book of Basketball, I think. Of course. <laughs> and I'm reading it it's as big, to stave off Seth from reading one of his many books that I'm supposed to read for him. So that'll make him really happy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the section was just talking about um, the secret of basketball and how it's that it's not about basketball. It's about um, <clears throat> chemistry and unselfishness and how a team can work together. Um, and when you combine that with talent, that's when you can maintain a champion, right? <clears throat> and I think Draymond and Clay, along with Steph, are the biggest proponents of that in the Warriors, right? Draymond's their fiery engine that keeps everyone motivated, gets in everyone's faces, and isn't afraid to, to challenge other players, right? Whereas Clay, like you said, is this no-maintenance player that they don't have to worry about and just blends in with the team really well. And then, you know, you put that on top of the culture that Steph has helped and Steve Kerr have helped to build. That's a huge reason why they have sustained for so long because you need more than just talent to obviously make five finals in a row. So Definitely. I think Draymond is just a little bit more volatile. And while it could be argued that that part of him that gets everyone going and pumps everybody up is, like, worth it, I personally prefer Clay's style. And by the way, the quote was, the game has always been and will always be about buckets. I love Bill Russell. The man is a legend. I think you just need like a like a Clay type on your team. You also need like a fuck you guy like Draymond, you know? Yeah. You can say that. Like when we play basketball, we're both the fuck you guys. fuck you guy. Right. <laughs> And no one makes any shots. It works out great. Exactly. Um, you guys want to talk about Steph, too? And then we can hit the Blazers? I've heard of him. Yeah. I just was very impressed with the way Steph played and just watching him run on offense through three different picks and trace every corner of the of the, um, of the the court. You know, when I was watching that overtime game, every possession – he was just like a fucking what's something that moves really fast and gazelle. small oh. a small gazelle and <laughs> like the entire offense just had to run through him he would get like three handoffs per possession and he was just the nucleus of their offense and, and it's great to watch that without Kevin Durant so I was really impressed I mean it's, it's nice that he showed that he can reach that MVP level when Kevin Durant's not there not that I really had any qualms about that but Maybe looking forward, that's a good sign that they can still assert their dominance next year in the West without Kevin Durant if he leaves for New York. Katie's gone. Seems Especially after this. Seems you know how way. much of a fuck you that is to KD with like him going out and everyone just praising Golden State even more? It just, we love it. <laughs> no player wants to be there. Like, he's the first... He's the second best, arguably the best player in the NBA, and he's still the second thought of person on his team. If that, no, yeah, honestly, yeah. I mean, the fans love Steph way more than they're ever gonna love him, and uh, it's t- like it's gonna be hard for him to find like his happiness. I think you know because I think he thought winning championships would make him happy, but the fans still don't like him. And so I think he's trying to, like, find that acceptance, you know? And I, I don't know if going to New York 
and being you know in that media frenzy is going to make him happy either. So I just I just want Kevin Durant to be happy. There's there's <laughs> what in the current NBA there's probably only five players that are going to be like the folk the staple of a team for like their entire career, right? Steph, Dame, probably Giannis, Giannis, Embiid, and Jokic. I mean, it's hard to say with all those young guys, but I, that seems to be what's turning that way, yeah. Well, especially with this <clears throat> player empowerment movement, everyone just wants to sign two, three year deals, see what they could do, and if nothing happens, then they just move on. They'll probably be, I mean, like Russ, as much as he. Russ, I don't know yeah. if he's even a star. I don't know. Russ might. He might be gone within the next couple of years. Maybe not possibly. at his own doing, though. They might trade that, yeah. try to trade that contract. Yeah, I mean, it's there's definitely we're seeing less and less John of that. Wall. But, <laughs> John Wall will be. <laughs> not getting rid of him. Probably same with Russ because they both have like 40 million yeah. contracts. Andrew Wiggins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I But I would like to see Kevin Durant go to the Knicks, dare I say, because... Now I get to watch these Warriors that I aesthetically find better looking than the Warriors with Durant. And I get to watch... I mean, who doesn't want to watch KD try to save the Knicks? I mean, especially without Zion. Yeah, it would be fun. I don't know. It's going to be an insane offseason. Yeah, it really is. Insane. I mean, the list of players that are free agents... I mean, you have Kawhi, right? Kawhi's going to win a championship and then just walk out and leave as the greatest Raptors player to ever play I mean, in one season The funny only. thing is, no matter which team wins the championship, probably their best player is going to leave. <laughs> a top five player in the NBA is leaving from a championship squad this Which has season. never happened before. I could see really, Kawhi staying. the best staying player on a finals win. team has never left. What's that? I could see Kawhi staying if they win. Yeah, I, I think there's a less than 0% chance. I think you're giving less than zero? Kawhi credit for... Yeah, I think you're giving Kawhi credit for feelings he doesn't have. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Here. I mean, both. The funny thing is, both Kawhi and KD are so unknowable, right? They're just like such enigmas, and they're often snippy, and they're like sometimes emotionless, and it's just hard to know what they want. KD's got a lot of emotions. The man has fake Twitter accounts. Yeah, I guess it's, it's just hard to read. Back at he, trolls. he oscillates yeah. between emotions. Should we talk about the Blazers quick before we go to the Raptors? You know, it's funny because I said, let's talk about Steph and then talk about the Blazers. So even without an outline, I am the outline. Uh-huh. I've become too powerful. <laughs> no one, man, should have all that he power. He only needs one more Infinity Stone. <laughs> this is my gauntlet. That was just my arm. Uh, Seth, why don't you talk about the Blazers? 420, blaze it. I think by all I'll accounts... I'll take out your vape. I think by all accounts, this was don't vape, kids. It's not healthy. Yeah, um, don't vape. By all accounts, it is a successful season for the Blazers. I don't imagine they would have beaten the Warriors even if they had Nurk, but I still think considering how far they got, um, running it back with basically the same team, plus Nurkic hopefully coming back healthy, I think would be an exciting prospect. Um, I We all love Dame. I think... Their role players showed at times that they could come in. It would be nice to see if they could get some amount of improvement from the bench. Um, you know, if they had 
consistent players instead of Rodney Hood type players. Um, I'm, and I think the biggest, in addition to getting Nurkic back healthy, the biggest way that they can improve is with the development of Zach Collins. And if he can be a legit three-point threat and a shot blocker at the rim without fouling, that could be really helpful for them. Uh, and honestly, if Dame would – well, teams were really trying to defend Dame and like doubling on picks and forcing him into passing, so I get that. But I think he could mm-hmm. play a little bit better in the playoffs as well. But I'm pretty excited to see what Portland is like in years to come. Kyle, thoughts? Portland has a very interesting um, offseason that it kind of needs to – they need to capitalize on. Like we said, there's so many free agents this offseason, and they really need a – like a small forward, power forward that can create their own shot and someone that can defend another big wing player on another team. And that was kind of their downfall. You know, we saw it um, in all the series um, that they played in. So, like I mentioned to you guys, Tobias Harris would be like the best player for this team to acquire this offseason. He's a guy that could play... He's probably one of the better defensive players in the NBA, just overall, can create his own shot, is unselfish, isn't going to care if Dame's going to carry the load one night, isn't going to care if CJ McCollum's hot and he's going to take all the shots one night. There's going to be nights that Tobias Harris gets hot and Dame and McCollum are the type that's going to feed him. And especially with Nurk back next season that is just like the perfect player for them to keep their core which they've already done by I'm pretty sure they extended Dame the other day or offered to extend him and he's going to keep it um, and just adding that extra player that can kind of move the needle towards I mean they showed with this team without Nurk that they can make a run for it now you add one more player that can, like I said, create their own shot, handle the ball, defend small forwards or power forwards on other teams, switch. He's like a poor man's Kevin Durant, which I think we mentioned when we were a talking. A homeless man's Kevin Durant. Are all homeless people poor? We don't know. How do you Not define poverty? Stay woke. Wow. So, that's what I think they need to do this offseason. I mean... I want to say it was an impressive series, but it wasn't. They got swept. <clears throat> but it's tough when your best player is also suffering from an injury in his mo- the most pivotal series of the year. So, Yeah, I think um, it's nice for the Blazers because they've been this team that's been around you know, in the playoffs for like five or so years but have never made it to this point before and have shown that just... Um, Continue, continue. What's the word I'm looking for? Continuity. Thank you, Kyle. Continuity um, and keeping the same similar roster construction and bring the same players back every year can benefit you. And I'm glad that they finally reached this point. 
it's definitely Kyle's definitely right that the Maurice Harkless Alfred Gramino spot is where they need to upgrade because those players just t- didn't make shots in the playoffs. I would be a little, I'd have some qualms about Tobias Harris just because he played so poorly in the playoffs, but he'd certainly be an upgrade. Um, <clears throat> and maybe you know he would play better if he if he got more offensive responsibility instead of just have the spot up in the corner as the fourth option in Philly. Right, you know, exactly. I just feel like they probably won't have the cap, the cap space for Tobias, right? I, I don't know what's happening with Al and Moe and what their contracts are and when they're leaving. The problem is if they do sign Tobias, they also have to sign Boban. So <laughs> True. Of course. They really need caps. <laughs> we can't have Toby players. without Bobby. <laughs> uh, but it would be if I was a Western Conference team, uh, like the Nuggets or the Blazers, I would be pretty confident heading into the next season because I'm pretty confident that Kevin Durant is going to be gone from the Warriors. Uh, I'm pretty confident that Chris Paul is going to continue to decline for the Rockets, right? And um, I think that leaves the the West more wide open, right, than it has been in, in previous years. So I think the future is bright for those those two teams especially, and probably the Jazz too. Jazz also candidates to sign Tobias, I've read. So. Yeah, any one of those teams could use it. I mean, the Nuggets too. Nuggets would be incredible as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, we should touch on we had that big Damien versus Steph debate, and we, they just played each other. Now, Damien was injured, so perhaps not a fair fight. Um, but Steph did uh, score 36, 37, 36, and 37 points. Is that good? <laughs> and Damien struggled a bit. He scored 19 in a couple games, and then like 23 and 28, I think. So obviously, he was outplayed by Steph. But um, like Kyle said, it's. It's much harder, right, to score when, when if you take them, if you take away the only option, right. So they just trapped Damien in every pick and roll, and um, he wasn't able to really score like you'd want him to. But I think it was just I don't know any comments on them playing each other. I mean, I, my stance remains the same. I would say, Steph played really well. I don't blame Dame for how he played. Defense was tough on him. A bit injured. Um, but I still think Steph is better to begin with. So, yeah, it's a tough debate to have when a player that I want to argue for is injured. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, I heard uh, Draymond actually need him in the balls. That's why he was injured. I'm kidding. That's not true. Wouldn't be surprised. It's a poor attempt at the joke, but at least a chuckle would have been fine uh-uh. for future uh-uh. reference. Uh-uh. Okay, uh, <laughs> that's how Kawhi laughs. Well, speaking of which, what a transition. Let's uh, recap the other series, the Eastern Conference. So, it was interesting because I think I thought and many thought that even after the Raptors won uh, that one double overtime game to to go only down 2-1 in the series, I still had confidence in the Bucks that they were going to win in five or six. Even when the Raptors evened it up, uh, and it was 2-2. I said, well, Milwaukee's got a home court advantage. I still think they're going to pull this out in six or seven. Did they? And then they lost. <laughs> I mean, the Bucks so, had lost two games in a row, I think, like, twice, all, all regular yeah. season. And then they lost four games in a row. It's like, that's wild. Yeah. But The big the big change that really got them going was putting Kawhi and Giannis on defense. Um which Seth, I think you mentioned in the last podcast, and Lambasta. I don't think you said anything about it. 
Well, the thing is, he lambasted us for disagreeing with it, but all we said it was, yeah, it'll be Kawhi or Pascal. We just said it won't be Mark. That's what I remember. I don't remember any of it. Although Mark Gasol is my savior, and whoever he wants to guard is fine with me. Okay, I'm not going to argue with him. Do you think they'll put Mark on Steph this, this, this matchup? Undoubtedly. I think he's going to cover all five players. Just see everyone else, strip him down, and have him cover everyone. <laughs> Will they even bother playing any other players on the court, or...? Okay, but honestly, they would have no chance if Jonas Valanciunas was in every pick and roll in this next series. That's all I'm saying, okay? Yo, Jonas was nice for Memphis this year. I'm not going to lie. Jonas could not cover pick and roll if it slapped him in the face. They just play Surge. Yeah, well, Surge isn't as good. Fair. There, I made my, <laughs> I made my That's point. Fair. <laughs> um, so, a lot of people are talking about, like, the benches and how the Raptors bench played so well, and they they definitely did in the last four games. But I feel like it just comes down to Kawhi played better than Giannis, you know, and those are the two best players in the series. And I think that Giannis, especially the Kawhi, and wasn't able to really take over games in the in the fourth quarter and in clutch situations. Like hopefully he will be able to be in the future when you know he gets at least an average jump shot. I mean LeBron dealt with that early in his career too, where players would just wall him off mm-hmm. like they did Giannis. Yeah, that was the honestly the deciding factor, and that's why I was kind of skeptical about the Bucks in the first place. Was just the fact that like they did construct the perfect team around Giannis, and I've talked about it already, but they had no backup plan. Mm-hmm. Like one right. A is Giannis drives. Uh, he either gets fouled or he makes a basket or he takes a couple steps with the basketball towards the basket and kicks out. And if the defense isn't ready, then you got an open player. But Toronto played fantastic defense and defended those three-point shooters so well they didn't really have any open shots. And once that happens, Giannis couldn't do anything to take over because he has no secondary move. Right. And the and the Raptors are are real defensive. I mean, if you trot up a lineup of trot up a lineup of Kyle Lowry, Danny Green, Kawhi, Pascal, and Marcus Saul, I mean, those are all smart, lengthy, just good men. You know, <laughs> just a few good men. <laughs> well, I feel like the backup plan was supposed to be Chris Middleton makes a play, and he just couldn't really. And I think. Probably yeah, he had true, a bad true. series, and also you credit the Raptors' defense. Um, is Chris Chris is a free agent this summer? Is he not? Yeah, I believe he is. He is. Do you think they bring him back? What are they, what else are they going to do? No one's going to want to come to. Do him they have the money to bring him back? Because don't they have to? Oh, Giannis is next. Next, I think summer, they'll right? bring him back. Yeah, I think they're really regretting seventy million for Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. That's what I think. <laughs> that was the he other thing. Bledsoe was terrible. He was garbage. Yeah. So. Yeah. He said, "I was listening to some podcast that said he 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 said he like still gets really nervous in the playoffs and like just like doesn't play as well." And it's I just think basketball, it's, bro. Just play. It's just a game. That's easy to say when we're sitting here in our skivvies recording a <laughs> podcast. You're in your skivvies. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Oh, nice, dude. Um, also, why didn't why didn't they have Giannis guard Kawhi? I mean, I know he's like a great you know free safety on defense, and he's a great rim protector, but. I feel like he could have shut Kawhi down more than Chris Middleton did. I don't think there's any shutting Kawhi down. 
Okay, not shutting him down, but like it dude's a robot. slowing him down almost as much as Kawhi slowed down Giannis, perhaps. Maybe. I kind of would have liked to see them try it at least. And it was like, a, well, Giannis isn't scoring on offense really, so you don't have to save him for that. You might as well max his value out on defense. But yeah, I don't know that it would have. I really don't know. understand Bud's comments after that last game. Bud, like he was like. Well, I didn't see any advantage to playing Giannis 44 minutes. Well, it's more time. It's your, your game's on the, yeah, your season's on the line. Do you not? Why would you not put your best player, one of the best players in the league, out there? Whether he's making shots or not, like it's just Bud was so good all year, or maybe he just made it look like that because they just. They were clicking for so long, and which game? East, as we know, which game was it when we were like texting? Like Giannis just wasn't in the game. That was the, like, that was the fifth game. Yeah, what was? They, yeah. they took him out with two minutes left again for some reason. Yeah, that was weird. That was ridiculous. I think he had four fouls, maybe five, but still, there's yeah. two minutes left. You have to play it's him. your season. Yeah, yeah there was like some just, some questionable coaching by Bud, but also I I think that. Like, his role players just weren't as good as the Raptors either. And Giannis just wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Those were the two biggest factors. I, I'm guessing that, like, next season Giannis will be okay at, like, op- wide open threes, you know? Like, maybe 35%, 30 35%. That's what I'm hoping I guess he already too. is kind of like that, but just more confident in shooting them, and I think that's going to open up his game a lot more. Yeah. I mean, we haven't, I don't think we've even seen the finally formed Giannis. No, definitely not. I mean, so, he's what, 23? Soaking what? No, I think he's, like, 25. If I'm not really sure. Wow, old. Look it up. You're the in podcast researcher. Say less. <laughs> Say less. Uh, also, Kawhi's having uh, quite the run in the playoffs, huh? Although, As he always does. It's Everyone's like, oh, this is such a legendary run. And I was looking at this post on Reddit that... 24. Com- thank you. Yep. That compared... So right in between our two guesses. Had that compared Kawhi's run through 18 games of the postseason this season to LeBron's last year. And LeBron had more points scored, more rebounds, more assists, more Way steals, and more, more blocks. <laughs> he had like almost 80 more assists. So it's just funny that we forget so soon. How does Kawhi's run you know? compare to Marcus Gasol's? <clears throat> There's no comparing to Marcus Gasol's run. Not even close. The man runs out there every game, butt-ass naked, and defends all five <laughs> positions. <laughs> who can who can compete with that? Uh, but Kawhi, I mean, he is having a great playoffs. I mean, he's no LeBron, but he's he's reaching a level close, you know? Yeah. It's like he's built for the playoffs. Based mm-hmm. on everything we've seen in his history in the NBA, that man is early just built for the playoffs. I hope it's that... It's funny because when you get to the playoffs, like, during the regular season, I feel like you can have a glaring weakness and still be an elite player like Giannis, say, right? But when it comes to the playoffs... The Kevin Durant's and the Kawhi Leonard's always win because they have no weaknesses in their game. They can shoot from anywhere, and they can make any. Kind I don't of understand shot. how some of those games he took over thirty shots, and I didn't even know it. Yeah. Seth, what are you going to say? I'm hoping that any residual unhealthiness of his quad will be resolved with a few mm-hmm. days rest before the final starts. It's just nice to see. Like, it would be nice to see like a hundred percent Kawhi. Yeah, he was limping a lot during a couple of those games. I guess he wasn't lying about that injury, huh? <laughs> I never thought he was, though. Team Kawhi. That's a good transition to uh, what's to come. 
I'm glad that you said that, Kyle. Let's take a break to thank our sponsors. Kyle? Bird Box. (laughs) If you're in the market for birds, or boxes, or both, go to birdbox.com backslash sportball to get your free first month box and a bird. Bird in a box. (laughs) We should start And we're back. <laughs> Thank you birds. to Bird Box for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> so the finals are coming up, gang. I'd like to say before we go on, Bird Box has been a silent partner all year, all uh, Much like, all 19 episodes. So. Yeah. Much like how LeBron's always kind of sitting <laughs> the in the corner. background, but he's never really... He's a shy one. Right. Um, Mr. Grinch. So I'm almost guaranteeing without knowing anything that me and Seth will pick the rap or the Warriors and Kyle will pick the Raptors. Because 100%. That's just who we are as people. <laughs> 100%. The only question is how many games. Kyle, why don't you make a case for the Raptors before uh, I make my case for Draymond Green as the best player ever to live? Well, Other than Mark. Of course. Um, it's going to be interesting. And I know I've already said I don't think Kawhi has emotions. But the only emotion he might have is hate. And he for sure hates the Warriors. And, I mean, we saw what he could do basically by himself. He carried Toronto for like two series. And then finally, role players started hitting shots. And they beat the best team in the East. Now Real quickly, face... uh, with Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry, is that the biggest ass backcourt in the league? Well, Fred Van Vliet was ass until he had a child. Right. But he just had a kid, so now he's got that... Oh, he means literally you know, the biggest he's ass. He's in heat again. <laughs> he's, he's got a sneaky big ass. <laughs> Fred? Yeah. Nowhere near as big as Kawhi. Of course. Or not Kawhi's. Uh, but once you factor in Kyle's big ass, yeah, Kyle. and then your running mate in the backcourt has a substantially large bottom as well. What we gotta do... we're talking top three at least. What we gotta do is convince Vladimir Guerrero Jr. to switch over to basketball. Wow. Now that—that's a thick boy. Is <laughs> that is a thick man. Then they changed their dreams. name to the Toronto Tuckuses. <laughs> <laughs> However, they are all in Toronto. Surprisingly, yeah. So it wouldn't so be that Toronto hard. is just home of the Tuckuses. Oh, maybe that's it. You just have a bigger ass when you live in Toronto. That's it. We figured it wow. out. We should send Ben up there. <laughs> it's been solved. <laughs> Women, uh, listen to the pod. You're looking to get a bigger butt? Who isn't? Or Take men. a trip to Toronto. Oh, I thought you meant because they're, inter- they're interested in men with big butts. No. Oh, that too, though. Skip the workouts. Just fly to Toronto for a weekend. You're good to go. I won't have to squat ever again. The town of Tuckus. <laughs> anyway, you were saying. Um, shaving up to be uh, a couple big asses and a great series. <laughs> um, but no, in all seriousness, the... <laughs> the uh, I don't know, man. I just really have a feeling. One, I've been saying the Warriors aren't going to win this year all year. So I can't back down now. We've made it this far. The man's on a mountain stranded <laughs> at the top and he can't get down. <laughs> Two, Kawhi's got something to prove. He was taken out of a series, what, three years ago? Due to injury by malicious play. And wasn't able to carry the Spurs past Golden State. Mm-hmm. Now, he is undoubtedly the number one, number two, and number three on a team. 
And not in top asses though. Keep in mind. And I think we've seen obviously like he is probably one of the most underrated playmakers in the NBA. Like even if he doesn't have a shot, he always seems to make the best play to put another player in the best position to score. And the defense on that team as well, as we've said, is a top defense in all of the NBA. And we saw what a tough defense can do to Golden State with Durant when they were playing the Clippers, who's just stingy, right? Mm-hmm. They're a stingy team. And stingy? Is that the right word? That no. has to be. Um, frisky. Frisky. That means they're bad. Yeah. <laughs> But they still squeaked out two wins. Yeah. So. But the Blazers. Not that great on defense. Not frisky. Not stingy. (laughs) Mainly what I'm saying is Kawhi's going to get his. He's going to average like 38 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, probably 2 blocks, 1.5 steals. Can you believe the man's doing math on the podcast but also for the future? (laughs) Probably two. Some call three. me Will, because I'm always hunting for the right fight for the right something. Oh, he almost that? nailed it, but I he couldn't quite it. close. Yeah. Uh, Seth, tell me why the Warriors are going to win. A closer. <laughs> well, I think obviously the Warriors are the favorite. I think they will win. I will be most likely picking Toronto in our playoff pool because that's my only chance. How far am I behind? Show me the standings. I'm like second to last, so. Um, but Sam, you're in third. You have 23 points. Drew has 26. Seth, you're in third too. No, I'm not. No, he's in not. Seventh. Oh, he's in seventh. He's Loser. <laughs> well, Drew's gonna pick the Raptors for I'm sure. I'm ahead of Matt though. Why? Why would he pick the Raptors? Because he always picks like the other team. He hates the Warriors. He pick like he always picks like the Spurs against them. Who so. does? Drew. He, I think he did that the one year just because he was way behind as well. I'm pretty sure he picked the Rockets against them. So did I. What's that make me? Well, you're on top of a mountain. You can't get down. <laughs> I need a goat. Um, sorry, Seth. Continue. I got sidetracked. Uh, I mean, just the Warriors are the better team. They have shown time and again that even in close games, they just gut it out, perform well, which makes sense given how many close games they've been in. And... You know, there's all these times where, like, Kyle can talk about, well, if this one thing had gone differently, if the Rockets hadn't missed all these shots, if so-and-so had shown up, if they had made these couple plays, you know. But that's what makes the Warriors great is that they don't need those excuses because they make those plays. And they overcome when they get a bad call from the ref or when someone's having a bad shooting night. They just have so many weapons, and they perform well when they need it the most. So I expect they will win. I will be cheering for Toronto. I enjoyed watching the game six of the Eastern Conference Finals with my friend Netta, who's from Toronto and has been watching in Jurassic Park. So I will be cheering for Toronto on her behalf and just for the underdog. But, I mean, I will expect the Warriors to win. I um yeah I think what you're talking about there kind of goes back to that 
Bill Russell point about the intangibles of a of a championship team. You know the <clears throat> selfishness, the chemistry, the the determination to overcome obstacles, and that's obviously they have more talent than everyone else. <laughs> but they also have those intangibles too, and that's you know you can't take that for granted either. Um, <clears throat> I think I'll be probably picking the Warriors. You know I'll say it right here. Warriors in six. Book it. I think the the Raptors can get a couple games. I mean, they're certainly better than the Cavs teams that we've seen in previous years. Um, and the Cavs team even almost stole a game against them in the last year's finals. Um, but I think when it comes down to it, the Warriors have too much. Um, you know what? I'll be cheering for them, too. That's right. Wow. I said it. King Y can eat my ass. You hear that? You didn't say that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You didn't mean it. Well, I, I mean, fine, he can get it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I just feel like even if Kevin Durant misses a few games or the whole series, which is a big variable, right? We know he's going to miss game one. He's questionable for game two. Beyond that, we don't know. They're not really telling us the extent of the injury. Um, I still think that uh, even though Marcus Saul is a better defender, or whoever the center is for the Raptors is a better defender than the big men of the Blazers, I still don't think they're going to be able to corral that Draymond and stuff, pick and roll. And I think you're going to get a Clay Thompson hot streak game. And then you'll probably get a couple games where Kawhi, like Kyle said, goes off and, and scores 40, and they'll, they may pull out some of those. But in the end, I think the Warriors are going to prevail with or without Kevin Durant. Raptors in six. I'll probably pick a gentleman's bet, perhaps. How many did you say you send six? Yeah. Do you want to bet twenty? Yeah. <laughs> Video it. evidence of us shaking <laughs> for our zero YouTube Book watchers. It. I'll probably pick Raptors in yeah. five for that fool. <laughs> he waited thinking, until we both did it, you fool. I was thinking five too, just with the those two extra points are big for that for this last round. I mean especially for yeah. me. See how it goes. I just get to pick whatever I uh, think is correct because I have built a sustainable point total from my good picks from previous rounds. Oh, you're, you're so smart. And you did so good. Way to go. It's all variance, and you're just on the right side of it. Yeah, well, I may be the right side of variance, but you're on the left side of my heart, baby. I'm on the right. <laughs> I'm on the left. Um, Don't you know that? Yeah, it's the soft spot. Kyle's is the hard spot. <laughs> <laughs> what would be the best thing to happen for us just for comedy's sake? They win two games without Durant. Durant comes back. <laughs> they immediately lose the next two games. No, or they just sweep him without more. Kevin, and Kevin goes, goes to the Knicks after not playing the finals at all. Or they're down 0-2. Kevin Durant comes in as the savior. He wins them the next four games, and they take the finals. He takes another finals MVP and then whisks himself away to the Knicks. What I'd like to see the most is Warriors go up 3-0. Durant comes back <laughs> for game four, and then they lose four in a row. Never happened in any playoff series, let alone the finals that would in history. Be, that would be the that most would be exciting, wild. but obviously that would never happen because even if they were up 3-0, Durant would just not come back then, I, was, I would assume. Yeah. What do you think the injury even is? Because it says like a calf strain and then he's out for like two he's been out for like two weeks. It's his Achilles. They're not gonna say anything until the playoffs are over. 
You heard it here first. He tore his Achilles. That's right. Sportball reporting. We have several sources on the ground. <laughs> and in the air. Technically, technically <laughs> yeah. speaking, the Achilles is part of the calf. Right. And our sources are technically part of the ground. <laughs> in that they're in my mind. And my mind is attached to my head, which is attached to the rest of my body, touching the ground. Well, it took him a while to get there, but he got there. We knew he would. Final thoughts, boys. Now's your time. Say anything. Say something wild. I don't care. Something wild. I don't care. Nice one, dude. Nailed that. So, we got to watch these games somewhere, right? Probably my place. Yeah. I do have a nice new 55-inch. We can watch it with your new dog. Ooh, it's going to be a great finals for me. Yeah. Get to play with Kyle's puppy. Right, yeah. Some news for the pod. Got a dog. (laughs) Oh, I was talking facetiously when I said playing with your puppy. I meant your... You know. Right. Yeah. Right. But he did actually get a puppy. <laughs> Adorable little thing that loves to bite. Yeah. Gotta love it. Can't wait till it nibbles me. Do you Still see my hands? Look at all these scars. Wow. Looks like you've been in a sword fight with a with a puppy. Looks like I've been attacked by an <laughs> the eagle. The puppy is a sword. <laughs> I don't think eagles really attack like that. They're talons, though. <laughs> nice use of the word talons. <laughs> It's one of my talents. <laughs> nice one, dude. <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts, Seth? I know you usually have final thoughts, and you love when I comment on that. You talking to me? No. <laughs> someone else. All right. Well, I guess this has been the podcast that everyone asked for and deserved and wanted. Right, boys? That's right. Always. At least some. I know Matt's ready to listen tomorrow. What would you say happened on the third day? He rose again. You know it. <laughs>